0: It is Together in Worship. We're starting our July month all together. I know today is probably the hottest day of the year. Um, as you can tell, we've got the HVAC going like crazy and the fan, so it's not as bad as it could be. There's a lot of bodies in here, um, but it's such a joy to be together. I grew up in an extended family. My dad had eight brothers and sisters, and I had 23 cousins. Isn't that crazy? So uh, it's, it's kind of like... Church is an extended family. I don't know if you realize it. That we have a connection that's much more than simply just related by human blood. We have a connection in the very blood of Christ. And so if human blood, that connection dies when we die, when this world is over, guess what? Connection with the divine DNA in Christ's blood, it extends past into eternity. So what we're doing here here is celebrating in some ways is practicing for our life together, all together. And we're going to be together in worship in heaven um, our, whole, our whole eternity. And so uh, there are a lot of fun stuff we try to do because it's hard. Growing up, I was in, the, I was in, a, in a, a church setting and everything was in a different language. So I didn't understand what the pastor was saying and he didn't even acknowledge that we were there. So I just thought like, I can just sit back and I can doodle. I can just fantasize, because that doesn't matter. Nothing is, attention is nothing that's placed on me. But we realized that even in the Old Testament, children were addressed. They were told, you have a part to play. At the Passover meal, children were supposed to ask. Why are we eating these things? What is the meaning? And the parents got to share that. And so what we do is we try to address, we try to include, now we don 't just talk this is not just going to be a sapling sermon or a tree sermon. you know this is going to be for adults at the same time, we realize that some of our younger kids they 're really sharp, they understand more than we think. we want them to actually be ahead of the curve in their life in Christ and so what we 're going to do is we 're going to try to engage them. so if you are a saplings um, You want to raise your hands or you want to stand up, if you're Saplings, if parents can help them. If you're a Saplings child, would you stand up so we can see you? Saplings children, just raise your hand or stand up so we can see you. Yeah, there's Ryan, there's Lise, yeah. Anybody else? There's Drew over there. Yes. I made all your binders. I know you're here, right? There's Mikey. Um, So... Most churches don't do the audacious thing, the crazy thing of having little children worship with them. And if we do, we, may, we tell them, sit there and be quiet, right? Uh, but we actually gonna have them involved as well as the trees. If you're a tree student, you wanna stand up or raise your hand? Tree students, woohoo! see you and June over there. Yes, Addie. hey Esther. All right, I see, I see you back there. Yes, Eleanor, yes and Kate. So uh, we see you, we've prepared for you you're going to be journeying with us, learning with us, worshiping with us. So let me explain how we're going to do this before we get into the message. You should have received a black binder. Yes? Everybody got a black binder? Raise your black binder. Anybody not get a black binder? All right. (laughs) Justin, I'll make one for you next week, all right? In it, You can make your own little cover page, because I noticed that everybody had a different cover page. You can keep your cover page, or you can draw whatever you want. In fact, you can follow along. When we do head, heart, and hands, each week, you can do something different, okay? And you've been given materials to do it with. So you should have gotten either crayons, if you're younger, or colored pencils, if you're older. With it, you should have also received a specially made coloring sheet, okay? So the younger ones got the little, little, little cutesy ones and the older ones got this, you know adult color is what I found out? There's adult coloring books. Uh, not adult theme, but adult skill, right? And it's crazy, They're, it's like incredible. People like do this as a stress relief. Uh, if the adults want coloring books, <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll make them for you too. Um, but it's a way for you to actually thematically follow along, and do some coloring as well. But this year, what we're going to do is, we're going to do it in such a way, you see those little blue dots? Those are spaces for stickers. Not just any stickers, custom-made stickers that you have to put in at the right time in the right place. And you will only know that when I actually cue you, when I tell you. You're going to see it, and you're going to hear it. And I'm going to explain it in a bit. Parents... You have the little envelope with your, with your parents' letter, okay? Inside of the stickers. Don't give it to the kids yet because they're just going to stick like crazy, right? Um, when we say yes, give it to the kids. And kids, don't stick them yet. Only when you're ready to. Only when you're given the signal, okay? So you should have stickers, right? The little kids get one set of stickers and the older kids get another set of stickers. And what you're going to do is when I give a signal you're gonna to be told which sticker to put into which number. Or, to, uh, yeah, next step. Come on. Sorry, this is not, there we go, okay? So, just, it's really simple. When you get the cue, and the cue will be very simple, you know what sticker to put in. Plus, there is a little rectangle underneath the circle. For those of you who are, uh, who can write. Um, so, it's maybe some in kindergarten, you know, main first and second, whatever it may be. You get to put in a, a phrase that I'm going to tell you. OK? So, you got it? Here is the cue. OK? This is not going very well. No, sorry. Yes. OK. I don't know why this is not. Uh, yeah. Is this supposed to be automatic? Yeah, there it is. Is the sound up? OK. There should be a sound, if it's not, you're gonna hear a sound, and in fact, the adults will recognize this sound, okay? Uh, that sound will come up. What happened? Okay, that sound will come up. So you see that little logo pop like that? You'll see it. You won't be able to it. That way, you won't be a it. okay. Thank you for the sound. No, we'll pass, we'll pass through, okay? Yes. Because everybody's waiting for this, right? If you follow along, it's really simple. Three stickers in the right places, you get a prize. Okay, so older kids get a different prize than the little kids. I'm sorry, some of it's going to be candy, some of it's going to be squishies, uh, and so on and so forth. Yes, good prizes. Pastor Richard picked out all these prizes, all right? Different prizes every week, all right? And on top of that, if you notice on your coloring, there is a little little, um, clock face, okay? And the clock face reads 11 o'clock. If you got here before 11 o'clock, our, our little helper elves, uh, Mark and Ethan, they stamp that clock face. And so when you get your prize, you get two prizes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> now this is just a little encouragement, because you know, if you're late for school, you get a detriment, right? But you don't get anything, you don't get any like a prize, right? Plus, this is a, a way of encouraging us to come ready to worship at the right time. So, everybody got it? Everybody got it? All right, all right. So, we're doing Head, Heart, and Hands. And we're gonna be talking about what does it mean to grow in spiritual maturity, personal maturity, community maturity. It's hard to tell sometimes. Just because somebody's bigger doesn't mean that they're spiritually mature, right? Sometimes you can tell maturity by size along the way because there is a general path of life. A small dog starts off really small. In fact, this is our puppy at two months. Yes. She was 12 pounds when we got her, right? Um, but as they grow and mature, she's, 50, she's 56 pounds now. 58 pounds? 58 pounds now. But um, you can tell that she's looking closer like uh, a mature uh, dog, right? Well, humans are like that too. We have a maturing process. You can tell when somebody should be getting more mature. Right? Um, and we go through the phases even. So this is me at 100 days. <laughs> yes. Um, I, everybody says, you don't look like that anymore. Yeah, uh, yes. And then I went through an ugly maturing phase. <laughs> right? Uh, my, my, my daughter watches um, a TV show Uh, And (laughs) uh, it's called Big Bang Theory. And she says, you look like Howard Wolowitz. Anyway, if you watch this, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's an inside joke because my wife is very much like Bernadette in a lot of different ways. Anyway, uh, yeah, we go through awkward phases. But then guess what? We grow through even the pain of adolescence. And we grow through into some level of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual maturity. But what does maturity look like, right? For those of us who are in Christ, how do we know we are mature? What is the final end mark, the touchstone where we say, that's what mature looks like, okay? What do you think? You read it today. In fact, it's not just some people are planned to get mature like Christ. Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, The plan is God is gonna bring every resource, okay? Pastors, teachers, prophets, evangelists, apostles, until we all reach the same level, same unity in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God. And that's what it means to become mature, to trust in Jesus and to know him in relationship, ultimately attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We are going to become looking just like him. Not just kind of like him, maybe just half of how good he is. Half of how loving he is. But completely, to the full measure. This is the big thing. All of us to the full measure. That's the plan of God, all right? That's what it means to be mature. All right, here we go. Everybody remember that sound? That's the cue. Okay, so your first sticker is what you see up there, the full-blown version of a butterfly because a butterfly has a life cycle too. It starts off not looking like a butterfly. You would never imagine this caterpillar, this nasty caterpillar eventually becoming what? A beautiful, grand butterfly that can fly. So we have to not look at where we are We have to look at where we're going, who we are going to become. We have to pay attention to the full, because we're going to attain to the full measure of Christ. And so sometimes if we don't do this, we get stuck in the growth phases. We think all we need to be is just a caterpillar eating leaves on the ground. We won't go through the process of being changed, become like him, because sometimes it's painful. Okay? So everybody got that? Everybody got that? Going through a human process just naturally is not easy either, because why? Even then, you have growing pains, don't you? Right? You have growing pains. Well, a butterfly definitely has growing pains. It may start like an egg, nothing like a butterfly. Okay? Then it becomes a caterpillar, okay? People look at my baby picture and they're like, that's not you. Yes it is, right? Um, And then you go through this awkward phase where you're like kind of locked away, you're hidden in this what's called a chrysalis, right? And and everybody who's who's been in uh, uh, elementary school even, uh, you know what a chrysalis looks like. It's this thing that doesn't even look like a butterfly, doesn't look like a caterpillar, and you wonder what's going on inside. Something amazing is happening the whole structure of the butterfly is being transformed. You wouldn't know it, but somehow in the very DNA, in the instinct of the butterfly, it prepares for this, it goes through this, because one day we know this is what happens, right? This is a a quick version of this, of uh, eight times speed. Isn't that crazy? How did that happen? A Caterpillar became a butterfly through this process. But it took a lot of pain. It's not easy, okay? There's growing pains involved. Okay? Well, we know that anytime we are learning, we are growing, there's growing pains. I took piano lessons for three years. I hated it. Anybody like me, right? I told my parents when they let me quit, I will never regret this for my whole life. I regret it ever since. <laughs> Because it was so hard. My teacher was so mean, she would slap my hands every time I got something wrong. She wouldn't let me play all the fun songs. I had to play like charity and all this stuff that I hated. Uh, Everybody else knows what I'm talking about. Uh, But isn't it, I look at somebody who's, we have some great musicians here. They went through the whole process, the pain. And they're so good now, I'm like, oh, I wish I could be a mature piano player, right? Or sometimes sports is like that, okay? This is a tough sport to learn. When you first start playing, you're like, like you can't you get the, the ball over. It's so hard. It takes so much pain and practice and desire to actually grow into what you can be. If you look at Roger Federer, who's my favorite player, and you say, wow, that's what mature looks like, that's what you aim for. Just because you got it over the net once doesn't mean that I'm done. Yeah. Every child growing up, Almost every child goes through this. Your very body tells you it hurts to grow at times, okay? Especially younger kids, you know what I'm talking about? At night, you're like, oh, why does my leg hurt, okay? You can massage it out, but that's a part of growing. That's how you know you are growing. In fact, if there are no growing pains in physical body, very possibly you're not, you know, and there's no development of your bones, you're going to be stunted. Isn't that the same with our spiritual lives? If we're so stuck on comfort and not willing to go through the process of growing, sometimes we're stuck. Yeah. And so what it means to grow mature is we have to be willing to grow through the growing pains. <laughs> All right. Everybody know which sticker to put up? Yes. For you, the young ones, who never watched the show called Jeopardy. That's that's the <laughs> sound. It was handpicked by my daughter, so you can blame her. All right. Yeah. So there's growing pains involved, right? Um, You got the sticker? You got the the words? All right. Let's look at the scripture. Paul talks about a certain kind of pain, not just the pain of growing, but the pain of those who know what we're meant for, what maturity looks like. And this is the pain of a parent, a mother or a father, who is so wanting their spiritual children to grow into maturity that they're willing to go through the agony of childbirth again. Can you imagine that? We have mothers here who went through a very painful, I know one. some moms have gone through 72 hours of labor, 72 hours of excruciating pain, right? That's love. Can I tell you that? Um, that's love. Can you imagine if a child has to go through that, mom has to go through it again for her children? That, but interesting, Paul says this. My dear children, my spiritual children, for whom I am again in the pains. He is going through the growing pains for them. The pains of childbirth until what? Until Christ is somehow formed in you, like that caterpillar in the chrysalis becoming a butterfly. Until that happens, he will not give up. He would be even willing to go through the pain of childbirth again. I know he's a guy, never feel it, but I'm sure actually we think that Paul was 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 a father. Uh, all rabbis were at that time, so he knows. He could have seen it. But this is the point. Until Christ is formed in you, often we don't believe that. We don't make that our goal. We don't expect that. We expect some people may kind of get close, but not everybody. In fact, the scriptures and all the servants of God will not let this go. Okay? There is this belief This conviction, this, I know this is what God is going to do. uh, The Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, 14, then we will no longer be infants, we'll no longer be caterpillars, we'll no longer be eggs, tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people and deceitful scheming. We won't trust and believe and follow all these different ways. We will know Christ. We will go through the pain, even, of becoming like him. And he says something interesting, not just individually, but saying this is how we will grow together. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. What is he saying? That everyone will grow into the full heart of Christ, will look like him, not with a beard right, and curly hair, Right, But we're going to look like him. We're going to love like him. We're going to care for the world and other people like him. We're going to be other-centered. We're going to be knowledgeable in the ways of God. We're going to be holy. We're going to be pure. But this doesn't happen individually. It doesn't happen because a few teachers and a few pastors are doing their job. It happens when the whole body does their job. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. That's what we are. We are the body of Christ. It's very hard to grow. Anybody try to learn piano by yourself and become a master pianist? Anybody try to learn tennis by yourself and be able to become a professional? It doesn't happen. It's because somebody comes along, helps you grow, grows through the growing pains with you. And that's what it means to be an extended family. Um, A lot of churches don't do this because they say, oh, put the kids over there. Have the specialized teachers and pastors work on them. And it's not my job. But guess what? It's saying, you are the body of Christ. And the body builds itself up. We get to be an encourager. We get to notice them, the little ones that are growing up, as well as the, the ones that are growing in Christ. We get to build each other up across the generations. And that's why we're doing this. We want to model for the ones that are growing. This is what spirituality looks like. We're not just coming on time, but we're giving our whole hearts to God. We are living a passionate life with God. We are becoming like Christ. And if you've ever seen somebody who's really stubborn, but because they love God, they're changing. They're becoming more forgiving, becoming more kind, more thoughtful, more relational. More pure. Guess what? That actually is a sign that they're becoming like Christ. We're seeing that. Sometimes it's slow. But as the whole body does this, we get to do that together. So that's why we're doing together in worship. And we're gonna be going through what does it mean to grow in our spiritual maturity in our head, in our thought life. Okay? Because that's something that we don't talk about much. But it's so important. What does it mean to, to look like Christ and grow in our emotional life, in our deep convictions, in our compulsions, in our, our impulses? When you don't even realize, oh, why did I do this? Because deep inside, your heart is driving you, right? Um, and in our hands, in the ways that we serve, in the ways that we live, and use our resources, there is a way to grow in these three areas, and that's what we're going to cover next week ahead, week after that, heart. Week after that, hands. And then at the end, we're going to talk about mentoring. Because, once again, it's the whole body that's supposed to do this together. (laughs) That's the last one. We get to build in love. The person next to you, okay, they are targets of building love. You, that means Christ and his body, are going to be building you up in love. Okay? That's our job. If we have a great church, if we have great praise, if we have great numbers, but there's not this, guess what? We're still in the caterpillar range. We're not moving toward the butterfly. Okay? All right. I want to give one last verse. Because the butterfly here is not like an LT level or a pastor. Okay? What's the butterfly here? What's the final maturity? It's in fact it's going to be when we see him in heaven. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 2 it says dear friends we know we are the children of God and we and what we will be has not yet been made known. We don't fully know and grasp how amazing we're going to be in Christ. But it says this is the promise. We know that when Christ appears we will be just like him. Remember what it said? And unity and and the body of Christ being completely to the full measure of Christ. We're going to look just like him. Christ is being formed in us. And we're going to look just like him. For we shall see him as he is. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we look for. Together. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray?